Stop the share here for a second. <sighs> okay, so we have Anne, Christine Fountain, and B Baker. Oh yeah, I, I know you. You're, you've been tuning into. Um, you're a moderator for uh, Stephen Cambion, so I, I know you, Big B Baker. Thanks for coming in. You did, <laughs> yeah. Why not dance, right? You dance funny. Um, and RD, it's always good to see you. I saw that you responded to my Twitter when I said I was going to be doing a show on Sean Stone. Um, that song is from Epidemic Sound 
Um, I have an account with them so I can play. Um, I, I don't have to worry about copyright because I'm covered because I pay them a fee. And that song's called um, Save My Soul by Fashion. F-A-S-I-O-N. I just wanted to give them a shout out, a shout out um, for modern blues and electro. Wow. It's always good to dance a little bit. I love dancing. I miss, I miss, I miss dancing. And so now I can do it in my bedroom, right? While I'm doing a show. Why not? Curious about Sean Stone. Uh, I've watched Dean Ryan for a few years. Yes. Um, matter of fact, speaking of Dean Ryan, doing researching Sean Stone made me think about Dean Ryan because I actually interviewed Dean Ryan uh, at one point when I was on American Freedom Radio. And the reason why is because Dean was doing some activism for tiny houses for the homeless population back in 2018 in Los Angeles. And I got some really cool photos and um, some footage, but at the time I, my uh, audio wasn't very good on what I captured. But Apparently, Dean was uh, somehow Sean Stone was supposedly connected to that, but uh, he did not show up that day. So there, there definitely is a, a Sean Stone, uh, Dean Ryan connection. Sean comes on Dean's show once in a while. Okay. All right. Well, here's the thing I have. This is what I have. I have questions about Sean Stone. Uh, the reason why is because for a long time he has been uh, perpetuating things that, for that I would say is the 17th letter of the alphabet, uh, and I'm going to show you some evidence of that even more so. A lot of this is coming out more now than in the past, but I used to question that, like why is why is Sean Stone interviewing one of Saban? Or why is Sean Stone being associated to Robert David Steele uh, and a lot of the conspiracy, conspiracies that go along with that? Uh, Sean Stone has also interviewed uh, David Wilcock and uh, and also Corey Good, and has uh, you know brought or been associated to these people as well. Uh, now, granted. Obviously, he is part of the conspiracy world, right? And that's perfectly fine. I mean, if you if you even look at, at the director Oliver Stone, his father, his father covered conspiracy types of movies, JFK being one of them. You know, he kind of focused on the 60s in some of his movies. Great director. However, when you get to Sean Stone, uh, I think the first thing he did that was mainstream was that he was on Just, Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory for a while in the later seasons. So he's adopted himself into that genre and also has perpetuated the I Am cult, which is the St. Germain cult. And he does also have a connection to um, Cicada 3301, the ARG game. That was game jacked by Thomas Schellenberger and uh, also alongside Lisa Clapier, who infiltrated a lot of the movements, for example, Standing Rock and Occupy 
right? She took that game and was the genesis or some of the beginning of the 17th letter of the alphabet that happened on 4chan, all right? And there is evidence, I'm going to show some clips here where you're going to see that Sean Stone is perpetuating the I am cult as well. Now, I want to start off with, oh my, the crazy people that think that they're St. Germain. Yeah, St. Germain, well, yes, uh, very much so. And uh, also one of those people is Thomas Schoenberger, who, again, game Jack Cicada 3301 and basically is telling people that he is St. Germain. And there were movie scripts be, that were, were slated to be written around that fact. And Sean Stone was also in, in, involved in the mix. And I'm going to show you some uh, graphs, some, some emails here that will prove that. Hi, Sugar Taco. Thank you for tuning in. Okay, so the first uh, piece of something to listen to, that I, the first thing that I want to share with you is from uh, the series American PSYOP. And it is an interview, an ex, a, like a nine-part interview of Wesley Clark Jr., who was a pundit on the Young Turks. Uh, he's a, he's a writer, and he his father uh, is is a, is involved in NATO, and he also ran for president. And he pretty much spearheaded the Standing Rock movement as well. And I'm going to play the part where he, um, the main part where he, where he talks about being connected to Sean Stone and things that happen with Sean Stone. So I'm gonna play that here in a moment. Now I'm playing this from a Conspiracy Distillery, which is Lestat, uh, Arturo Tafoya's channel. And um, although he has, you know, this is not his original material, it actually belongs to American PSYOP, it's much easier for me to, to, for me to share it from a YouTube channel. And since he did upload it, I'm going to share it here and I'll make sure that I put a link in, in, in the description here. Okay, so let me get this ready here for a second. Um, let me put this larger here. Okay. I have found this um, podcast, which I think they're actually adding a, um, another part to it. I, I found it to be riveting, and I've actually listened to it more than once because there's a lot to take in. But what has happened to him crosses over to some of the players that we know here, and that's what's really interesting about it, too. So I'm going to go ahead and share the screen here. I'm going to go into this one here. So let's take a listen. It'll play for a while. Zoomed in on me like James Martinez, the guy who originally got me involved in Standing Rock. Sean Stone, Paolo, Ryan White Wolf, and his Russians. So he's talking about after he, after Standing Rock is pretty much over, a lot of these people just really started to zoom in on him. And at this time, he was believing, now he doesn't anymore, but he was believing because a lot of people were telling him, they were, a lot of people who were involved with Standing Rock were also involved with the I Am Cult, 
because the I am cult goes into UFOs. Uh, it goes into St. Germain and it also goes into the um, Lakota Indian prophecy. And so it kind of wrapped up into one big package. And he was having a lot of people telling him that, you know, he was special this way. He was on a special mission. And, uh, you know, they mentioned Enoch and e Enoch actually um, ascended to heaven and became Metatron who is the angel base of writing. And so um, at this time, around this time, he believed that he was actually Metatron incarnated while this was all happening. And so after this got was done, at this point, he had previously had some contact with Sean Stone before Standing Rock. Uh, St Sean Stone originally had his show Buzzsaw on Lip TV, which was actually, he found out later on that it was backed by Mel Gibson, which I think is interesting. And then uh, Sean Stone went from there to, to doing Gaia TV. And what's interesting about Gaia is that originally it was supposed to be called Gaia IM. So even Gaia TV falls into the IM cult uh, category. Okay, so let's, let's continue slash whatever girlfriend and the rest of them. Sean is the director, Oliver Stone's son, who had hosted a conspiracy show. And Sean's show was on a station called The Lip TV, which you also had a show on. We, this is a unique format because maybe aside from Alex Jones or uh, Carrie Cassidy, there's only a few people out there who are doing long format interviews with guests who are informed on a subject so all these people had come over and we were sitting outside he was like wow yay you survived okay i'm going to what one more thing there's a question from uh sorry to interrupt there again because i hate it when 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 people do that but i just did it but i want to respond to uh, the question by b baker um what is standing rock that was the uh protest about the pipeline that was going on back during the trump administration and uh Wesley Clark Jr. is um, is an activist for global warming. Survived. Welcome home. You're like a shaman now. Like you're transformed. Da 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 da. And what are you gonna do next? I want to interview you for my show. And I'm like, okay. Was this the first time you heard Sean Stone talk about the I am stuff you've been hearing from everyone else? Yeah. And Sean Stone's show is also hosted on Gaia, where he promotes a lot of the staples of the I Am cult, including St. Germain and the Ascended Masters. The I Am, you know, recognizing the I Am. This is uh, where my own interests have led me in the last few years. Here's a clip of him interviewing a man who calls himself Peter Mount Shasta. I think your teachings are very much in line with helping people to find mm -hmm. their way. See, so you're, you're giving St. Germain's message. That's, you're part of his family. But to be clear, when people from the I Am cult are talking about St. Germain, they're referring to the Count of St. Germain, a guy from the 1700s who said he could time travel and perform magic, and who the founder of the I Am cult said he ran into on Mount Shasta, not the Catholic saint. Everyone watching this video is, he's watching them. You know, he's aware. And he's multiple places simultaneously. His mind encompasses the earth, you know? And also as being, an, you know, immortal and never aging and being able to dematerialize and 
you know, you couldn't yeah. like capture capture him. I didn't. I didn't even know if there was a Catholic Saint Germain. I just assumed there was. But at the same time, when he was telling me about Saint Germain, I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm Enoch, so who cares? But I remembered when they talked about like the second coming and everything like that. Suddenly, somebody mentioned something about gays, and they were all like, and then the gays will die. And I was like, okay, everybody go home. And I kicked everybody out. And I never had any over to the house again. What was their reason? Were you like, why do you feel that way? Yeah. And they were just convinced, though, they're evil. And I was more like, no, goodbye. See ya. What got me through all this, as insane as I was, I'd read that Jesus tested the spirit. And so every time I got one of these intuitions, you know, and my heart would vibrate, I'd be like, is it asking me to hurt anybody? Is it harmless? Is it this? And I would test every thought that came into me so that I wouldn't take advantage of things and I wouldn't be a grifter and I wouldn't be like saying dumb shit like kill the gays. And then I think a couple of days later, Sean Stone interviewed me for his show. The first I understood that his show had moved to RT was when he did the interview of me. And RT is an international news outlet that is funded by the Russian government, which pushes pro-Russian propaganda. And it's essentially a propaganda network that operates in the United States that pays Americans to sell a certain storyline. And so I did this interview with him. So what's your intention now going forth based on what you've seen to help mobilize public consciousness? Not to make too much out of it, but, you know, I'm on a mission from God, okay? And that mission is to save mankind. And then he drove me up to Malibu to meet some veteran PTSD camp. It's a swerve. Yeah, no, big time. And on the whole ride up, he's talking about, there's this story, Franklin Boys Town, some kidnapping ring of young kids that he's telling me about that's real. And this is the time when the spirits are all coming together to fight all this evil. And he was trying to talk me into rewriting Splendor in the Grass for free on spec for him to direct it. And I was like, dude, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> then he mentions to me. See, that's hilarious to me. Like, write Splinter in the Grass on spec. I, I'm just going to interject here for a second. It sounds like it's bullshit. Like, it's just something to uh, make Wesley Clark Jr. Um, just spin. You know, just be distracted by something that's never going to come to fruition. And uh, I, I think that happens a lot in in the media in this industry just give somebody some busy work but we won't pay you for it that's just my own opinion there to me that i should have come by and called him earlier because i could have met kanye west and then he said kanye west was gonna run for president in 2020 and i was like dude that is the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard like i may think i'm the angel metatron and the reincarnation of Enoch. But dude, that's a lot more plausible than Kanye West running for president. <laughs> if you remember back to episode one, I mentioned that the producers of this show at first didn't believe Wes when they heard his story in the summer of 2017, a little over six months after Wes got back from Standing Rock. Well, one of the producers wanted to note that one of the main reasons he initially dismissed Wes's story was his seemingly preposterous claim that Kanye West was somehow connected to a bizarre right-wing network and seriously planning a run for president. And then so we get up to this camp in Malibu. And was it a nice camp? 
Yeah, no, it was nice. So when I think of Malibu. No, no, no. It was it was like they had like hard shell buildings. It wasn't like just dudes in tents. There was like a hundred veterans there running through team building exercises from some guy named Eric that ran it, who I guess was on Sean's conspiracy show. And some old guy from Tennessee who ran some national group of churches that was sponsoring this thing. Why did Sean Stone say the vets were there? Well, he said it was to get him ready for the next life. They're all getting over PTSD. And then he had me meet the brother of the American sniper guy who had been murdered on a gun range. So I met his brother and then I took off. But I was thinking, what is this camp of vets with some dude from like a shadowy, wealthy Tennessee church doing in Malibu, building these teams run by some guy connected to Sean Stone, who apparently does stuff for RT. Like there just felt something off. And then the next day, like Sean introduced me via email to some Russian guy from RT. The guy was like, we would like you to work for RT. And I suddenly felt, whoa, they're trying to rope me into the Russians. I was like, didn't answer him. And I wrote Sean, don't ever forward anything from any Russian to me ever again. And then I didn't speak to Sean again. Ever? Ever. What was his response when you were like, please never do this again? I think it was okay. And then I think he reached out to me several more times and I never responded to him. And I get offered by a woman who turns out as a producer for Oliver Stone. She's like, would you like to host an interview show where you interview the most successful people in America? Bill Gates, Elon Musk talking about climate change. And I thought, this is totally bizarre that anyone would offer me this. Then Nora got in touch with me. Nora was one of the people who introduced me to a few of the folks around Standing Rock. And I asked her, you know, why did you, why did you put James Martinez in touch with me? And she said, well, James is really more Sean Stone's friend than my friend. Uh, but Sean Stone wanted him in touch with you for Standing Rock. Here's James Martinez introducing Sean Stone from the same 2013 speech from episode four for the People's Voice TV in which he introduced David Icke as his partner. Um, my other uh, guests that I brought here and I wanted to be here, I consider a huge ally and a good friend. It is the son of legendary filmmaker Oliver Stone. Sean Stone is sitting right there in the back. Um, I asked him to be here because uh, he's going to be participating uh, with the People's Voice. So this is December around This is Christmas? all December. Okay. And then also I got contacted by this guy named Jim Channon. Welcome to my home. <laughs> if you want to pass through these gates, you have to be part mystic and prepared for everything that will surprise you. Jim Channon is this special forces dude who became like a guru slash marketer. Why are you unlike my mental picture of a lieutenant colonel in the US military? Because you haven't seen many. <laughs> yeah, the only reason that, that you have a funny picture of us is because you've been watching too many movies made by people who don't know anything about it. Who created something called the First Earth Battalion, a group of psychic soldiers that the Pentagon tried to put together, I guess, with the CIA or whomever in the early 80s to like defend the planet. This was a government sanction? Yes, government sanctioned. So the Jeff Bridges character that he's playing in Men Who Stare at Goats is this guy, an actual guy named Jim Channon. I heard that the U.S. government was training psychic soldiers. You 
will be a psychic weapon. Feel it, yeah! We must create warrior monks who can pass through walls and see into the future. And they did things like remote viewing, where it, a dude sitting in like, you know, California could see through a hallway like somewhere in Russia to find out the pin code for something or other. And also believed that they had psychic powers where you could stop an animal's heart, like by thinking about it, or that you could dematerialize and walk through walls since half of matter is just open space anyway. Over at military intelligence headquarters, Major General Albert Stubblebein, who has 16,000 soldiers under his command, is secretly trying to walk through his office wall. I just haven't figured out how my space fits through that space because I kept bumping my nose. <laughs> and the guy who ran it, Jim Channon, contacted me right after I got back from Standing Rock and he said, you're the guy we've been waiting for. You are the new commander of the 1st Earth Battalion. First of all, I didn't know what any of this stuff was. And I was also like, thank you, but no thank you. I cannot take any positions in any organizations. During this time period after you just got home, was your wife a little worried? Oh, totally. Totally. She brought me to a therapist for what I thought was couples counseling, but it was a... Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, but what I thought was interesting about this, and, and again, especially um, for, for some of you that have tuned in that have followed the... I kicked my... My table shook there for a second. My little web light ring just went... I don't know if you noticed it, but... Uh, for, for, for those of you, I, I know I, some of you that have tuned in, you know about the super soldier program, you know about the psychic sol soldiers and remote viewing and some of the people that I think are kind of grifters or they're basically not, I mean, there's, there's, see, there's a basis of reality, reality to this there, you know, there, there really, there really was a sect of the military that did do this. Jim Channon did run it. There was a movie about this. There is real documentation that um, that a, a man did stop a goat's heart. That's why the movie's called The Men Who Stare at Goats. There's also a documentary about this. So there is a basis of reality of people using psychics in the military or for military for, for warfare. And then you also have Project Stargate. I think I said that right, right? Project Stargate, where it was also an experiment with psychics in remote viewing in this type of, of uh, like, it's not made up. Like, there's, there's, a, there's an element of this that's not made up. <laughs> but I think there's another element of it that's been blown out of proportion. Now, I have spoken to uh, one person named Jerry Avalos. I don't know if you know who Jerry Avalos is, but he also is part of the, the uh, came out during the super soldier stuff, claims to have been involved in these kind of programs. He told me, take this for, what, for whatever you want, for whatever, for, whatever, for, for whatever you will. He told me that a lot of the people that have come out and have been the forerunners and talking about this topic and saying that they were a, a you know a soldier like this, I I don't like using the word super soldier because that's been coined by Carrie Cassidy, 
but he said that they're they're pretty much instructed to say truth with lies. Now, so it's it's not exactly what it 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 really is because it's like a cover up to what really is. Now, is that true? Maybe. I mean, I I can kind of see where it's a possibility. I think I think the media does that. I think that a lot of the things that we are researching or questioning that would be considered a conspiracy theory is oftentimes muddied up with something else. And uh, personally, I think that that's what's happened to the 17th letter of the alphabet because there were certain things that did come out of WikiLeaks that I would say affected the election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Uh, now you can say, well, are, are those things that came out of WikiLeaks real? Well, they might be. But then we had the 17th letter of the alphabet come and made things become outlandish. And then we had the mainstream media play into that and then use that as a form of censorship on the media that was talking about it. And the reason why I find Sean Stone to be so pivotal in this is because he comes from a mainstream media, famous Hollywood director as his father, and yet he is being positioned to do those things. And by the way, RD, I saw that you said, we know somebody else who's been on RT today. Yes, we do. Years ago, it happens to be uh, Stephen D. Kelly, Mr. Jedi Warrior, was also on RT today. And I was thinking about that while I was putting the show together and then going back and listening to, you know, Sean Stone's association and then how RT today plays into this. Apparently the main guy for RT today, the main funder ended up, I think allegedly killing himself, but that's questionable and that he might for some for another reason and i and i i have to be sure exactly what it is because i've listened to so much information but i think it might have had something to do with like money laundering i think i think that's what it was money laundering into some movie projects because film movies are according to Wes Clark Jr movies are a just an easy way to money launder because if the film fails, then that's the, the film that fails is, is where they're where they're doing the money laundering. I need a little water there. Sorry. Jedi Warrior. Yes. Mr. Stephen D. Kelly, Jedi Warrior. You know, Stephen, there's a rumor out now, you know, that's because I've been talking about Stephen. Because I used to do shows with Steven. I used to even be involved with Steven. Okay. I, I I took the Kool-Aid a little bit. I believed a lot of things. I was very naive about a lot of things. And of course, when you're in love and you're thinking, oh, you know, he's Mr. XCIA NSA contractor on Press TV and RT today, you get stars in your eyes. All right. I'm making an excuse for myself. I almost feel embarrassed. But you know what? I figure that a lot of us have been in this position. I have a genuine curiosity about psychics and about, you know, psychics being used in, in the military and the CIA using psychics. And, you know, I'm into things that are about psychics, right? I mean, I even, I, I, I'm, I don't want to be bragging, but I think I have psychic abilities. 
I, I, I have intuition. I see things, you know, I mean, and I think, I think it's a, a normal, like it's probably more normal than we realize, but, you know, because we have toxins in our, in our food and, and, you know, our, our pineal gland is fluoridated and, you know, it's something that gets turned, you know, turned off, then it, we, a lot of people don't, maybe don't have it or they, they could have it, but they don't have it or they don't believe that they have it or, Maybe it's a genetic thing. Maybe there's certain, um, you know, family uh, bloodlines, or I hate saying whether bloodlines, this sounds elite, but it may be a generational thing. There's more people who have it than others because of certain reasons. But obviously, you know, the mind also is powerful. I mean, I, I think that it probably is possible to stop a goat's heart by thinking about it or focusing on it. That's why we have to be careful about minding our thoughts, because what we think or what we wish upon people, even if it's negative, might actually really happen. So, you know, it's it's something that I mean, you know, I'm, I'm getting woo, but I, I really think that that's that the the universe is malleable. And uh, because, you know, the wave is the you know particle and the particle is the wave and there's really no separation. So what what is you know our definitive reality but that's a whole nother conversation but i think it's kind of cool actually in a way <laughs> that there has been a military that, that that was part of our military that that to me the fact that the military has explored that means that there's a possibility that that actually is real like why would they waste their time if if it was just something that was bunk that's my argument. I'm sticking to it. Don't blame yourself for getting suckered. It's not you. It's on them. Everyone in our field has been suckered by someone at some time, including me. Yeah. And then and then now I feel like I'm, I'm on the, okay, so what's not real and what's real? And then how do we find out what's real? And how did this whole thing morph, this... UFO, New Age, spirituality, ascension, St. Germain thing end up being a weapon against the United States democracy because that's what I think really happened. That's what really bothers me about this, if you really want to know the truth. That's why I'm wasting my, that's why I'm doing this show. That's why I can't stop looking into it. Like, who are the players? Like, what really happened here? And the fact that Sean Stone comes from a Hollywood dynasty makes me wonder, oh, is Hollywood involved? Are people in Hollywood involved with this? Is our very own media in, in a way perpetuated this? I mean, obviously there's questions about our military like General Flynn. There's questions about Roger Stone. There's questions about certain things that are going on here. So, so what is what is the level? And I, and again, like I said, I I've been looking at Sean Stone for a long time. But speaking of Stephen D. Kelly, one more thing. Apparently, Stephen, because I've been talking about this and talking about how I had some discrepancies now with what his the whole Getty Museum thing, right? That he has no evidence for, other than the fact that psychics can look underneath the getty know that it happens it's not really tangible 
No, I mean, again, you know, like, like I'm saying, yeah, there's something real about psychics, but a psychic psychic can predict something. But until you find out what the psychics actually really seem to be true, it's still just somewhat hearsay, right? I mean, somebody could be psychic and then somebody could also be a fake psychic. And there's tricks and things and people are gullible and they can be fooled. So because I've come out and called him out publicly on my own channel or whatever. Uh, apparently he did a show telling people that I had banged Sean David Morton on an altar underneath the Getty Museum. So I think that's <laughs> really low blow. That's like so outlandish. But it it says that he, to me, it, it says, oh, he's going to stoop that low. Like he's going to make up that much of a lie to cover himself, which means that is he telling the truth? I mean, if he's willing to say that about me, and I know that's not true, I, I did not bang Sean David Morton under, I've never even been under the Getty. The only time I've ever been to the Getty Museum was when I was with, when I was with uh, uh, Stephen D. Kelly. And I've got foot, actually live stream it. I have footage of that, which I'll share maybe some other time. Yeah, and he said he, that's what he's telling people. It's it's laughable to me. It's like, wow, okay. Uh, yep, 17 was a very damaging psyop. It was, and it's not over. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's over. Like, people say, well, why was that guy wearing shaman? Why was, why was there a shaman uh, going, you know, that was part of it with a space painted? Well, well, it makes sense to me that he was a shaman because this whole this this whole movement has been connected to a new age cult. You know, a lot of people think that, oh, it's Christians or it's patriots or it's something, you know, something like that. But it, it really isn't there. I, I, it's more like what uh, what was West Clark Jr. is talking about. OK, so. Let's move on from that video. Before I go, I'm going to give you the link if you want to listen to the whole show. And I always say I'm going to add it to the description, and sometimes I, I forget. And so if I do forget, then know that I've at least posted it here. Okay. Now, the next thing I want to get to is another video that um, – Another video that uh, Arturo made on Sean Stone and has some really interesting clips in it that I want to go through and share with you too. I'm not going to play, obviously I'm not going to play the whole show, but I want to highlight a couple of things that I thought was really interesting. So I'm sharing this here and I'm going to take it, let's see, to, further. Uh -huh. not here, not there. Okay, sorry. Mm 
about 30 minutes in. And yeah. Oh, here it is. It's going to let the end of this play out. Oh, yeah. This, this is just, oh, my God. Well, hold on. I'm taking it back a little farther so that I can catch, we can get the, the full effect of it. All right. This, this just gets me. Okay. This is going to be done here in a second. Uh, just that uh, I just find this hilarious, but this is Sean Stone. <laughs> uh, here we go. Uh, channeling sessions, ascension sickness. Let's watch for a little bit. Being of water, you are not you. We ask you to set aside the mask that you have worn. It is irrelevant now. Well, I just, I, I, it, it annoys me. And I'll tell you why, because he kind of moves his head in that slight way that people that channel do. I, I, I really think it's, it's, it's not very convincing, but I'm going to let it continue. You are a receiver of light. No different than a lamp. We wish you to access the portal of light with inside you that it may shine because in right now there is a time of much stress on the galactic scale. Everything the earth is experiencing has nothing to do Okay, so he kind of stops it right there. I just, I'm not buying it. Sorry, but I'm, I'm not, I just had to show that. Okay, and then, now here's what's interesting here is here's an interview that they did. And if you see underneath their names, they have, he has, I am Sean Stone. Let me bring it back a little bit more, right? About, right? So here's the I am cult stuff going on. Watch. Sean. We are living in the age of terror, the politics of terror, but actually it goes back further. If you think about terror bombings, for example, they were done during World War II when the US and England intentionally firebombed cities and civilians. It's a politics of terror that resonates in the nature of how states, including the United States, England, and other Western so-called free societies, can deploy elements to terrorize populations in order to, to enforce security and in, or, in order to make more money and put more money into the military industrial complex and to create an entire landscape of fear. If indeed the terror attacks in Paris were carried out by this group called ISIS, then we have to ask. Ter terror attacks in, in Paris. Who had a channel that uh, had disinformation regarding that? Who had a, a website? A fake BBC website. Who had it? Also has connections to Turkey. Okay, uh, it's just a bunch of BS what he says. So I just wanted to show you this, uh, this and 
this other guy, Robert David Steele. And like Robert David Steele was doing the same thing. Son of a bitch. Like, we can't deal with it. We don't have the truth on the table about ISIS. I am Paris. Robert David Steele. Uh, so priority one mm -hmm. is independent citizen intelligence investigations. It's obvious that the academy and the media and the governments cannot be trusted to actually look into this stuff. All of the videotapes I've seen, all of the... Now, I'm going to go straight to the point. Okay. You guys know that. Now, I want to stop that there and then take you to a little bit farther in to an interview that he does about St. Germain. Uh, this, this is just here, here, here it comes. Hold on. Here we go. Wait, let, let it catch up here. Okay, here we go. Blah, blah, blah. Are the ones that have been running up the script and we're going to listen to basically how, I mean, it'll get here in a second. You guys, let's, let's listen to it. And, yeah. you know, but again, I'm trying to understand this, this being, what have you understood as to why he appeared physically at those times? People also associate him with QAnon, by the way. He seems to have come up around the Q, yeah. tech, Q uh, the recent Q yeah. revelation. Yeah other things so he is very much so, so basically what he's saying they're talking about saint germain and he's saying jane saint germain is connected to and i love the way he says it QAnon. he puts that little emphasis like 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 it's he's more eloquent about it he's you know saint germain is connected to QAnon, right potentially present in our current political uh you guys listen to that I mean, how much obvious do you want it to be? Listen to again. This being, what have you understood as to why he appeared physically at those times? People also associate him with QAnon, by the way. He seems to have come QAnon. up with Q, yeah. tech, Q uh, the recent Q yeah. revelation, oh, yeah. and other things. So he is very much present in our potentially, potentially present in our current political um, uh, turmoil as we enter a new phase of consciousness. So, what do you know about who Saint Germain is? Saint Germain, who Saint Germain is? Oh, okay. Well, his previous Earth life was as Francis Bacon, uh, who was the actual son of Queen Elizabeth and the Earl of Leicester, but she would not acknowledge that he was her son. He was uh, raised by the Bacon family. Uh, and uh, because she was afraid people would use him to unseat her, you know, that they, they didn't think a woman could rule. They didn't want a queen, they wanted a king. So there are various power groups. And uh, so she would not acknowledge that he was royalty. Hey, house. So she actually sent him, when he found out who he was, she sent him to France, to the court there. And then he fell in love with a lady there. And that's where you get all the emotion for Romeo and Juliet, you know? that he fell in love with a lady there who was of the nobility and he wasn't of the nobility. And I think she was also like married, but with an arranged marriage where there was no love. So there was this thing of star-crossed lovers. I know that sounds stupid. I mean, I, I even lost the, like the flow of what he was saying, but it's still like, it's stupid. But if you pay attention, he's going to tell you the, 
the plan. You know, but he wrote about a lot of the conspiracies of the time, the political intrigue, but he wrote about it as fiction. You see, he couldn't give the real names or he would have been killed. So he wrote plays where the people who were on the inside knew what he was. He wrote about a lot of the conspiracies of the time, the political intrigue, but he wrote about it as fiction. You see, he couldn't give the real names or he would have been killed. So he wrote plays where the people who were on the inside knew what he was talking about, but it wasn't dangerous because he gave them fictitious names, you know? So you think he was the, he was he was involved with the conspiracy of writing Shakespeare. It was sort of uh, exactly. it was a, a few people that were involved. And they, see, did you hear him say that again? He said it was the Q people that were involved, like as if the Q people existed back during Shakespeare's time is what I'm perceiving that he's saying. And also, I want to um, I noticed that Christine said um and Christine Fountain said, maybe Stone is MK Ultra. I've thought that too. Uh, that is something that's crossed my mind that maybe he is MK Ultra. I don't know. But, okay, and then Sean is trying to sound French. <laughs> okay, that, that's it. And then James Rink writes a book on St. G. Hold on, let me let me put my glasses on. On St. G and Nasara Gasara, and now he's doing lame dance routines. He really looks like a super soldier. Ah, ha, ha. Okay, I didn't know he was writing books on St. G. Interesting. Uh, oh, my. Nasara Gasara stuff really pisses me off. Broke, broke people getting suckered by it run up debt. I'm not really sure what the Nasara thing is. That's something I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not super familiar with. I, sh I should know this, right? Interpretive dance. What? The Shakespeare conspiracy is very old. Yeah, but they're connecting St. Germain to that because they see St. Germain was Frank Bacon, who Frank Bacon was really uh, William Shakespeare. That's that, that's that through line now. And now the Q people were back then and the Q people are today. So it's all, you know. And they used, there was a stable boy there. When you went to the theater, you know, instead of a valet that parked your car, there was a guy who took your horse, you know? That guy's name was William Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. And they liked his name because it's the will of the I am, William, William. Will I am, will, well, there is a will I am. That's another thing, right? Think about it, will I am for Black Eyed Peas. Okay, so will I am William Shakespeare. Look at this. It's the will of the I am, William, William. And then Shakespeare, Athena, the goddess Athena, who is the goddess of wisdom, mm -hmm. you know, ancient Greece, she would shake the spear of wisdom at ignorance, you know? So they liked the name and they said, we'll pay you a certain amount of money to use your name and we'll make you the author of these plays, you know? Yeah. So, you know, after a while he got a swelled ego and he wanted more money and, you know, got to be a problem. So there's a lot of, you know, conspiracy theories about that, mm -hmm. you know? 
So they liked the name and they said, we'll pay you a certain amount of money to use your name and we'll make you the author of these plays, you know? Okay. So, you know, after a while he got a swelled ego and he wanted more money and, you know, got to be a problem. So there's a lot of, you know, conspiracy theories about that, you know? In fact, there was a movie made, uh, what was it, about 10 years ago about Shakespeare, but they, they, yeah. they picked the wrong guy. They took the Earl of Southwick instead of Earl Francis. Of Oxford, yeah. Of Oxford. Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, Francis Bacon yeah. did write the New Atlantis as well, which was heralding, the New Atlantis heralded the, the uh, advent of what is now America, basically, as the continuation yeah. of the old Atlantean Empire, which we have now incarnated into. Right. So, the, the, so we've right. incarnated into, you see, he said we've incarnated into the Atlantean Empire. I thought that was interesting. All right, so we're going to move on. And I want to, I also want to highlight before I end here on uh, off of um, Lestat's um, channel, but I want to talk about Buzzsaw and uh, bring in uh, the fact that he interviewed or this, the infamous interview with um, Michael Aquino. Okay, so let's go into this a little bit. Gaia.com. Sign up for 99 cents for the first month and get access to thousands of documentaries, yoga videos, and more. Fascinating shows with George Nori, David Wilcock, Corey Good, and yours truly. Oh, yeah. Interesting that bus anyway, sounds backwards because uh, when things are backwards, that's oftentimes uh, satanic, actually, like because everything's inverted. Like, okay, so I just wanted to point that out. And if you wonder where the, the nexus to Michael Aquino came from, uh, well, Hollywood, um, the military. Uh, an inclination to the esoterics that's all from uh, that's all part of Sean you know and living the good life of course obviously you did spend some time with the Church of Satan under LeVay initially and just really just to understand what what is the mindset what is the philosophy of and I'm saying the connection because if you guys don't know. Now, I want you to pay attention to this a little bit and kind of keep it in your back pocket. I'm going to show a couple of things before I show this uh, uh, another video. But I have um, a video that I did about uh, Max Spears and the last post that he made on Facebook before he died. And he talked about Sean Stone and Michael Aquino, and then also Michael Aquino's relationship to Oliver Stone. It was one of those very last Facebook postings. And so um, stick around because I am going to replay um, that video that I did years ago when I was on American Freedom Radio. So, because um, there's a connection here. Burger and. Uh and Mr. Michael Aquino had a very friendly chat not so long ago. And we all like, when it happened, we were all like, because Michael Aquino wanted this small ass channel, maybe less than 200 subscribers. Uh, I don't know if they've been kicked out of uh, Gaia at this point. Uh, you know, it, they could, uh, they, it, they could fake, you know, they, that they were kicked out, but at the same time, it's a scheme to get, uh, to keep on getting revenue, but they didn't want to get uh, be involved directly. Uh, that's the kind of uh, modern operandi mo that they this guy do uh, does. 
a seti, and what is that worldview like? The temple of Set uh, was originally. Um, is this guy Jim Watkins' da dad? <laughs> the eyebrows familiar. Thought to take the context of what our original satanic experience had been out of the Judeo-Christian mythology system. And harking back to the original Church of Satan days, we were looking really to find the uh, nature of what is generally called the human soul. In other words, what it is within us that animates. Okay, and that's basically like for some reason the volume kind of goes funky, but there's, I've watched this energy interview before. Now here's something uh, a little bit more where he gets involved. He's involved in this breath awakening or this like, um, let me show you here. Give it a moment. It'll, it'll beep up. No, Sacred Breath so Institute, and here's uh, Sean Stone again, and then you're going to also go see Corey Good Instagram. in the mix here. So let's look at this a little bit. Okay, so it says Sacred Breath Academy. Uh, global online teacher training begins in July. Breathwork teacher trainings, retreats, and mentorship. Founded by Kaya Lee. Join or our brief tribe. Hmm. We see some ladies there in nature, breath as spirit. Okay, and breath so I'm going to move it a little bit. Here, here he is looking all hunky while I'm going past it, but... The yeah. free form and uninhibited breath work is a secret for full somatic experience to unwinding. Okay, so, and here they all are dressed in white. This reminds me a little bit of, um, oh, Jared Leto and the, the his island on Croatia that he has people go to, and, and it's kind of cultish too, and they're all wearing white. Um, okay, there they are here. And then um, there's one. Oh, there it is. Hold on. There's Corey Good. Look at that. It's going to reboot here. Look at that. There he is with Corey Good. There's Corey Good with her. She's the one who's running it. So he's been on at the retreat. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Okay. And then, uh, so, anyway. Uh, I, that's, I wanted to just kind of go through that a little bit and give you uh, an, an overview of some stuff about him that way. Oh, I know. Come on. Give me one more hour. The kitty's like starting to, he's starting to, to go. This is his time to wake up. Okay. <sighs> All right. I want to share Sean Stone's IMBD page and show you um, some of the guests that he had on his first season, um, which I'm sure some of you will recognize. This is uh, 
Jay Dyer, of course, you know, that's not any big deal. But here we have um, mainstream consciousness disclosure. And this is um, David Wilcock. See, there's David Wilcock's name right there. Let's make sure you can see that. All right. Let me change the, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then uh, back here, you have, um, I'm going back. Then you can see also he's interviewed um, January 2nd, 2017, Collective Consciousness and the Mandela Effect with Corey Good. So he's, you know, had Corey Good on, on as a guest as well. So I'm, that, those are kind of the things that I was noticing there. Um, I also want to show you a couple of graphics um, that I have where uh, people are, Thomas Schellenberger uh, is, uh, and Michael Levine, and a woman named Tanya, who is Stephen Biss's uh, wife, who's, the, who's a high-power attorney. Um, that, uh, like, a conversation between Tanya and Thomas Schoenberger about Sean Stone getting the mix about doing either a TV series or a movie uh, based on uh, Cicada 3301 and Thomas Schoenberger and the St. Germain thing. So I'm going to go ahead and share uh, that screen, that with you as well. Hold on. Okay. All right, can you, um, I think you can see that. Okay, there, right. I'm going to take myself out of it for a second so I can give you the full thing here. Um, I'm going to go to this one first and then click onto it and um, enhance it bigger. Oops, it's too big. Okay, um, this is uh, March 29th, um, Michael Levine and Tanya. Um I guess that's too big still. Tanya says, Thomas filled me in a bit today. Darn it. Thomas filled me in a bit today about your discussion with Sean Stone. He said that you were thinking of approaching Cicada first as a feature rather than a television show and that the tone would be a bit lighter than what had originally we, we had originally discussed, i.e. more Sherlock than um, Mr. Robot. Just to make sure we are on the same page, I thought I'd check in with you to get your thoughts directly. I also thought I'd send you a script I wrote for a different project that Thomas and I are developing as an example of the kind of tone I think we're talking about called St. Germain and the Bell Power. Okay, so these two different scripts here. And based on Thomas's ancestor. So apparently Thomas has an ancestor that was St. Germain, if you want to believe that. It is a feature-length script intended to be either the first of a theatrical franchise or the first of a series of made-for-television films like the format of the contemporary Sherlock series. It certainly has serious aspects like the opening scene in ancient Egypt, yet there is a sense of humor that pops up again and again, i.e. the second scene in which we meet the modern St. Germain that tells the audience this is not to be taken quite so seriously. Please look it over and tell me if that's the kind of direction you and Sean had in mind for Cicada. Best wishes, Michael A. Levine. Okay. Um, now, I want to go back to another 
uh, here, let me, let me show this again. I don't know why I clicked out of it. Um, I don't know why I clicked out of this because I should have just stayed there. Okay. And then here you see, uh, there you go, Tama, Tanya. Thanks for the money. Now this is Thomas Schoenberger talking to Tanya Biss. Apparently he made, he was given some money and it's a cicada plot outline pitch document. Apparently she gave him, gave him some money for some reason. I don't know if it has to do with, with the uh, project, but let, let's read it. There you go, Tanya. Thanks for the money. I'll take care of you when this is all said and done. So if you want to show Nora this, we can go along with your plan of having you guys do what you need to do. It's important that Michael remain one of the writers because he is an insider. But of course, we know Nora and you will be co-writers and maybe even Nora the lead writer. That's for you guys to work out. This is the pitch doc and pilot outline. Enjoy. So now, again, I, I, I want to reiterate what's going on with Cicada 3301, that it was Game Jack. It was, like Thomas Schoenberger was not part of the original team when um, the uh, Cicada 3301, the AR, ARG game, first came out. Later on, he Game Jacked it. The game got much darker, and that's when the when – the, um, Saint Germain, uh, I am cult came into the storyline of it, and then it became more. It had elements of Helen Blavatsky, Helen Blavatsky, and uh, and then the Aleister Crowley aspect to uh, to the games. So all that started happening then, and then. Again, you have Lisa Klapier being associated to Thomas Schoenberger and then the, the using of the puzzle into, into QAnon. Okay. Um, now, I want to go a little bit over the... Was there a Cicada movie made? I don't know. I mean, I've seen... Um, I saw something that came out about a Cicada 330 movie, but I, I, I don't know if it was actually finished. Um, it had, it, it's not exact. It, it's not anything to do with St. Germain, but it had to do with somebody like, God, let me see if I can find that. Let me see if I can find that movie. Um, but it was more like, you know, CIA, this and that, a character, you know, that gets involved. It, it was, it was, uh, the idea spurned off of the game, but it wasn't really about what this is. So, no, this movie never got made with Sean Stone. I remember something similar, and they kidnapped the hacker. I'm sure the show starts with the main guy doing Cicada. I think that there was a movie, but I don't think it's this one. Then he spills the coffee on the keyboard, and something happens. Probably right. Bolavsky. Yeah, Bolavsky. I always... Get tongue tied on that on her last name. Yeah, it was on Netflix. Wow, I'd like to see it actually. Here, let me let me see if I can. I'm I'm gonna search for it here in a, in a moment. But first, I want to go into the into the um into the I am cult because I I saw an article about it once before the movie. I am. 
The I Am movement is the original Ascended Master teaching religious movement founded in the early 1930s by Guy Ballard from 1878 to 1839 and his wife Edna Ann Wheeler Ballard in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Which one do I want to click on to? I mean, I could do, oh, here, episode 167. This is a podcast. I am cult feet, Ailey. Hmm. I don't want to go into YouTube. Let's look at see what grunge says. The history of the I am movement explained. Many so-called new religions are cults of personality with the height of their popularity being limited to the lifespan at founders. In some ways, this is true of the I am movement, which as stated in Britannica was at the height between 1930s and 1950s. However, the I am movement has its roots in 1800s theosophy and has inspired many well-known New Age beliefs in one doomsday cult. And again, a spinoff of this is um, is also um, Archangel Michael as well. And who else? Who who else is talking about Arch, Archangel Michael? Well, that would be David Wilcock, who says that Archangel Michael told him to um, take a bath in his own urine. No, I yeah, I mean. <laughs> I know that sounds gross, but if you watch uh, Stephen Cambion's True Seekers, there was a show about it, and I just I couldn't get that out of my mind. You know, yeah, put a little bit of oil. Uh, you know, Archangel Michael told him that he needed to bathe in his own pee. Yeah, lovely, right? As detailed in the Encyclopedia Handbook of Cults in America, the central beliefs of the I Am movement came from a series of messages that founders Guy and Edna Ballard claimed they had received from a secret brotherhood of spiritual entities who controlled the fate of the universe. Followers believe there was one sun at the center of the universe, at the center of the universe, which was the source of God's power. They also believe that every human being was created from a tiny piece of God, a force called I am the powerful entities that the Ballards believed they communicated with were supposed to be former humans, including everyone from ancient mystics to Jesus Christ, who had become one with the I am presence inside of them. From its origins with mystic occultists, Madame Helen Blavatsky, that's it, to UFO worship, this is the history of the I am movement. Theosophy, theosophy meaning divine wisdom, is a type of religious philosophy that focuses on the idea that there is a deeper spiritual realm beyond standard human understanding. Typically, followers of these types of move movements attempt to tap into the mys mystical realm through various practices. Followers of modern theosophy often claim that people have been worshiping as they do for all of human history and that their beliefs are the secret truth behind all major religions. As detailed by Britannica, Similar similar beliefs predate the Middle Ages, but theosophy as a movement began in the 19th century when the idea that people could contact the dead became very popular as mediums claiming to be able to conjure spirits became mainstream. Theosophical beliefs influenced New Age beliefs from the 1970s onward. Followers of these movements often believe in one underlying spirit that everything that everything humans perceive is a part of. 
They can also include belief in various supernatural powers, particularly psychic abilities. Often believers will study various religious texts in hopes of discovering secret messages. Theosophy became famous because of the mystic occultist Helena Blavatsky. Okay, and then it goes on, but according to the research on American PSYOP, uh, the I am cold also took place on Mount, you know, Mount Shasta. Yeah, baby. Um, was the cat just pulled my arm. He's licking my hand now. Yeah, I know you're there. Say hi. Yeah. And uh, so they, um, they are the first religion to incorporate UFOs, according to the, um, I think her name is Ellen Bick, or on uh, American PSYOP. Okay, so now um, I want to go back to my YouTube channel and play you a uh, video that I did kind of shortly after uh, Max Spears passed away where uh, Max is talking about, and I'm I, I will show the graphics of his Facebook post and you'll hear me read what he wrote on his Facebook at that time about uh, Oliver Stone, Sean Stone and Michael Aquino and uh, I'm also going to show you uh, proof that uh, Sarah Rachel Adams was actually not with Max at the time of his death, which uh, now Sarah Rachel Adams was um, Max Spears' girlfriend, if, you, if, if, if people don't know. And Max Spears was somebody that came out as a super soldier. But most of you guys who are tuned in right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to talk about too much, but I always wonder if somebody's going to tune in and go, what? Who's Max Spears? But Max Spears had a suspicious death. He died in Poland while he was, he had done um, one of the conferences there and had done a series of interviews. And, uh, and so, um, you know, he, before he did his last interview there with this, um, with the, the a Polish, um, host and his channel um it was a series of three he had done two and he was going to do a third one and i was actually watching these interviews as as, as he was doing them and then uh you know i, I saw him uh, he was on facebook and he posted that he was going to do a third one and i made a comment about like, good i'm looking forward to the third one and he was staying with a woman named monica duvall and he died mysteriously. There's been a BBC documentary about him. And then also the third interview is it's very interesting because a lot of people think that that and I, I think so that he was actually really dying then. Because, you know, he was having trouble speaking and, you know, he's talking about his throat being clo closed and it's very it's very strange. You can't see it. They say, oh, we, you know, the, the um, person who did the, the interview. 
it said, well, there was something wrong with the camera and this and that, but, you know, we're still able to see him jump on top of a trampoline to get himself back. I guess he was already having, you know, falling asleep or whatever to wake himself up. He's jumping on a trampoline, but we can't see the actual interview. And when he is passing away, okay, maybe he wasn't passing away, but he's, it seems like he's saying buzzsaw. Like he's saying, he's saying Sean Stone's show. And uh, I, I'm going to show you some graphics tonight where it's proof of Sean, of Max saying that Sarah was involved with Sean Stone. And I'm not saying that, that maybe it doesn't mean nothing, but I think it's kind of interesting that that was also going on at the time that he made these posts on his, on his Facebook page. And uh, the problem that I've had with Sarah and Taj, and by the way, Taj showed, I'm being a little dramatic right now, but I have, I'm also on Rumble and uh, Taz, Taj, Taj uh, found me because I, I pretty much blocked all of them everywhere, but he made some comment like, you know, you're a failed comedian and you're a failed journalist and you're filled, you're filled, you're filled, right? Which is like people that don't like me, that's something that they just love to say. And, uh, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, hey, Tash, you know, that's nice of you, you know, nice of you to make your comment, but can you, and again, I say it over and over again, can you clarify how, um, you know, the story goes that uh, Max's cell phone fell in the bathtub and, you know, the information on it was wiped, even though the SIM card was scratched. So, you know, Vanessa couldn't recover any information on it. But apparently, according to Sarah, they were sexting in the tub because they were together and getting married. When, in fact, when you when you go back to the interview of uh, Miles Johnston and Carrie Cassidy talking about the, you know, what was going on before Max died. Um, Sandra DeRoy, who now goes by Miss Sepsis, uh, comes on the show and says that she spoke with Max and he said that he was not with toxic people and that he was not in a relationship with Sarah anymore. And then Sandra DeRoy comes out as if she has extra information about Max's death. And then Sarah and, you know, and, and Taj give, you know, Sandra's blessing. And I go, well, okay, how is it, Taj, that this is all okay when both women have two conflicting stories about what happened at the time of his death? But apparently those things don't matter to anybody, right? See, that's what irritates me about this is that we are media. This, I don't care if you want to say someone's a journalist or they're not a journalist. There is something called a citizen journalist. And I'm learning this in journalism school, by the way. And hey, talk about not being a failure. I just got invited to go to a conference in San Francisco with some of the students that were selected for a journalism conference. So I'm not really not. It's not like I'm not succeeding at it or I'm not getting somewhere from it. So F you guys, all right? Um, and by the way, uh, I, the reason why I haven't broadcast in a while is because I am going to a university. Now I have 15 units and I tutor anthro one, uh, you know, biology. So I've got more 
tutoring sessions and uh, and I'm, I'm taking a podcasting class, a radio podcasting class, NPR style. So I'm going to learn how to edit on Adobe Creative and Premiere and, uh, you know, a mobile media editing because like this phone right here is all you really need. This is a standard for a lot of journalism. And so this is being taught at a university too as well, which I'm really excited about. I'm taking a social media class because that's very important because all journalists have to be have a Twitter account. It's required. And so, yeah. And another thing too, I should probably later on, I'm going to do a little pitch for myself of where you can donate to me because I do need an iMac Pro and I want to get a refurbished one and it's $379. So if you want to contribute to me being better here and also educated because I did get a 4.0 last semester and my first semester and my one in between, I got 3.5 cause I'm not good at math. I didn't get any, I didn't get any C in the math, but I got A's everywhere else. Anyway, I know I'm like rambling, blah, 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 but I'm growing and expanding. And yet, you know, someone like Taz, who can't come out and say and be straight with me, neither can Sarah about what's going on. And I'm going to show graphics where, you know, Max himself is saying that, she was in a relationship with Sean Stone. And I think that's interesting in, in, in relation to everything else that that's going on with Sean Stone. And so I'm including it, but I think that this video is, um, is worth listening to and it's worth listening to what Max had to say about it. And so I'm going to continue with that. Let me find it. Okay, here it is. No, that's not it. It is it. No, it is it. It is it. Hold on, I just retitled it. Okay, now, this is years ago. My voice is really tinting. My, my, my volume isn't as good. I mean, I judge myself. Uh, and, uh, but hey, anyway, let's play it. It's the last interview. I mean, cause, okay. I was, I was friends with, with Max Spears on Facebook. And I watched a lot of Max Spears' postings on Facebook. I liked them. I found them to be informative. And the last um, three postings that I noticed of him, which all of them, I, I believe I had, I had I'd commented and I had actually personally interacted with him in those comments because he responded to my comments in his last three posts. Uh, the, the first one was about the fact that he was going to go back on the, and do an interview with this guy. And the second one, you know, and I, and I said, great. I loved the first two. And, and the second one, he, he goes, I think it should be a trilogy or it should be, uh, you know, three in a row. Matter of fact, I bet I can bring up Max Spears's, um, 
Facebook really quick. Okay, so anyways, uh, it says filming a third interview with Alec today. That's how he writes it. I thought it would be much more powerful if it was done in a trinity. Thanks, everyone. And there's a picture of him with the guy who who did the interview, who did his last interview, the interview that he is basically dying on. Um, and it's very difficult to, to listen to. And, uh, and, and being in the condition that he was in, uh, you have to question why they didn't stop filming and take him to a doctor. At that point, um, he had, he had, um, he had some, some, some major issues. Um, then he, um, he, oh my God, it's gone. Oh no, here it is. Okay. On July 9th, at 4.34 a.m., that's my time, um, he posted something about Michael Aquino, okay? And he says, why does Oliver Stone's real name, Oliver Silverstein, get an honorable mention in a book written by one of the most vile men on the planet in terms of child sex abuse, bloodletting, and murder? A book, okay, let me find it. A book called Mind Wars, written by Michael Aquino, pronounced Aquino, Alpha to the Omega, ruled by negative feminine energy, which was written to show basically how to control the human populace with psionic weaponry, um, amongst other things. His buddy, don't, and he puts it in parentheses, don't think in terms of linear time because they are using tech beyond that. Uh, Joseph Mengele, also known as, in parentheses, the angel of death, worked on similar themes but in different arms of control, twinning and torture. Silver is the color of the moon and represents negative feminine energy in this case. That's why when he was interviewed on Sean Stone's real name, Sean Silverstein, Aquino dyed his hair silver, also wearing a blue shirt to signify that he is a blue blood. Uh, Michael Aquino was held a very high position in the NSA, National Security Agency, and was the satanic priest there for some time and has incarnated multiple times in different bodies to continue what he calls the great work. I had heard, in fact, that he was Helena Bolatsky. Who knows? But he's been around causing suffering on his planet for tens of thousands of years and continues to do so. But he is far, far weaker than he has he ever has been before as he lost a number of relics or let's say they were stolen from him. Shame. Now, why is one of the sickest entities on the planet giving an honorable mention to his revolting mass control? Damn it. I lost my spot here. Okay, now, why is one of the sickest entities, make sure I'm connected because I'm, I'm actually doing a lot of talking here. Oh, yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. I'm connected. All right. Okay, I will continue. Now, why is one of the sickest entity, entities on the planet giving an honorable mention in his revolting mass mind control book to Oliver Silverstein? Question mark. Reason being, Oliver Stone has covered up so many events with the lies he puts in his films that he he's protected him in numerous times. One time in particular, I'll go into the comments, I bet Mr. James Woods is happy with Ollie too. James equals actor, programmer, monarch, slave, handler. 
They all protect themselves. In the Buzz Bee Queen Bee Saw show, named self-explanatory to those who know how do they communicate, Aquino has silver hair as a nod to the Silversteins. I've been face-to-face astrally with both Aquino and Mengla, and they are both very far from human and very far from a specific gender. Nobody has interviewed Michael Aquino and has asked strong, pertinent questions. The Buzzsaw interview was like an ode to how great he is. It was shocking, and he has exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. He raped children in San Francisco and Presidio. He did do this. He continues to. He is a murderer. I put it out there that I will interview him. He knows who I am very well. And let's see if he can intellectualize his way out of the facts I know. Since a lot of deprogramming he triggers don't work anymore, so it's fair, It's a fair conversation. What will Tom, Tomlinson say about all this? I'm sorry, Mickey. Ricky Tomlinson, the Eggman, John Scarlett. I bet Chuck Norris is happy you got him out of the, the mess he got into, Mickey. So I felt the need to put this out there on Buzz, Buzz, Saw. It's not what it seems. And he has pictures of Michael Aquino. It says, he says, notice the silver hair, horned eyebrows, goats of Mendez. Bottom right, Joseph Mengla, he has age reduction technology and keeps himself at about 50 years old, lives in NYC. And there was, you know, he had a collage of pictures of, um, one was of Joseph, Joseph Mengla. And a young Aquino and an old Aquino and then a picture of Sean Stone, of which I clicked onto and his teeth, I'm sorry, but his teeth look very strange in the photo, as if it's he's shape-shifting. And it's, it's or it's like, 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 it, it, like the front ones are like, got out like, like some of it's, some of it's missing. It's very weird. He has a very weird look on his face. And I happened to make a mention on it and I said, I said, he, I said, it looks like, um, you know, he's shape-shifting. I said, it looks like, like Sean Stone is shape-shifting. And he said, great observation, Terry, or something like that. And, and so, you know, I, I, I took interest, I, I got interested in. Uh, you know, I, I recorded this in, two, I, think, I think it was 2016. So this is quite a while ago. So I'm just going to uh, let it let it play out a little bit longer here. Uh, Oliver Stone and in Sean Stone and also in the the whole thing that he posted about Mike Aquino because uh, Michael Aquino because I mean I had I knew who he was I done, I I watched some videos about him I'm not I'm by the way I'm, I'm not I was nowhere near an expert and so I wanted to know more information about what he was talking about and you know I'm always interested in the connection between Hollywood and the CIA and the NSA and the Satanists and all that kind of stuff and so it sparked an interest in me uh, I Oliver Stone's been on my mind lately and mainly also because of the types of movies that he does 
does. His movies are, you know, are about the Vietnam, Vietnam War. They are about um, uh, icons about Jim Morrison, which we know now that um, he was part, uh, grew up in the military industrial complex and, and was basically, um, you know, fabricated out of Laurel Canyon and that his father was part of the Tonkin incidents, which most people, a lot of people think is a false flag that actually gave us an excuse to, to have the Vietnam War in the first place. That's an, but but you know in the Oliver Stone movie that's not what we see. We don't see that version of the story. We don't see him hanging around with the mamas and the papas and Frank Zappa. We see this other you know version. Yeah, here's that. Here's the picture, and 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 I don't know. I just think he looks weird there. Like his teeth. Like if you were to blow it up or, or, or move in on it, and then this is a video. I can't. I, I don't think I can make it larger, but. The te his teeth are like really, uh, I don't know. They look they look weird in this photo. Of uh, him hanging on the beach and reading some poetry and going, "Hey, let's start a band, man. Let's do it. Yeah, let's call it the Doors. You know, the Doors of Perception. You know, I mean, that's what we that we get that version. I'm not saying that that didn't happen. That they were non Venice Beach. You know, coming up with inspiration because God knows how many people have you know, inspiration on Venice Beach. But, you know, you have to wonder why, you know, these kind of movies are coming out to people that are explaining lifestyles or points of history that people have conspiracy theories about. He basically is our version of the conspiracy theory director, giving us answers to conspiracy theories that, that may or may that, that look like they are not the maybe probably the right answers or they're part of the right answers, but it's muddled up with a bunch of disinfo. And we just like kind of like, you know, chalk it off to urban legend folklore about our history and our government and our world and what's really happening. Now I'm probably going to make a lot of some people really upset right now because I know I know Chuck O'Chelly loves Oliver Stone, <laughs> and um, and and I know Sean Stone's been on this network and you know hey I might be wrong all right I'm I I'm I'm not saying Sean Stone is Luciferian or he's a Satanist or you know but he's a reptilian shapeshifter and by the way hashtag repti reptilian lives matter I just want to point that out there for everybody um, but. I'm just, you know, when we're, when we're talking about um, the mystery of Max Spears' death and what happened before he died, I don't see how we can't draw conclusions into that correlation. And I have watched uh, a lot of the videos. Um, the, I, I guess I would say I've watched explanations of the key players that are involved in this story that are Truth Media hosts as well as um, the actual his last actual interview with Alec. So now in the Carrie Cassidy video that is out there. Okay, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that right now. You know what? I I realized that I forgot to share um uh Lestat's video too, but I'm gonna if you want to watch this whole video because you know I I, I kind of include um, the actual Carrie Cassidy and the first Miles Johnson and Carrie Cassidy discussion on him as well. It, 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 there's a, I've re-edited that video. So I've added different footage to it over time. Be, mainly that was an audio 
radio show and then i i took the i made another video out of it by taking the, his facebook pictures and adding that to the video back then so um but that's an old video of mine and i i have re re-uploaded it because um because it was because it's relevant i think uh, now i also want to uh share if you want to watch the whole video of um Lestat's video on sean stone um you can also uh look at look at that as well okay tales from the canyon back yes tales from the canyon book by uh, jim morrison and the 60s were created by mk ultra and alphabet agencies yeah um weird scenes inside the Canyon canyon by dave mcgowan yes where is um where is the other stone sasha stone good good question uh you know the the video that i just shared uh actually uh lestat goes into that in into sasha stone as well because he's been participating in it alongside with robert david Steele, um dark journalist does he does he go into the can the uh, laurel canyon stuff as well uh, you guys are saying uh, that uh, I, I, you know, I'm hearing that Aquino bosses all over around. <laughs> oh, okay. I've also heard that Aquino does terrible things on SSP. By the way, some of the best deep dive currently available in great detail on Blatsky, Steiner, Casey, etc., to Crowley, and now Dark Journalist on YouTube. Oh, okay. That's what. That's the Dark Journalist reference. Oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt you, Terry, but I found that movie. It's called Dark Web, Cicada 3301, release 2021. Oh, wait, great. Let's look, let's look at this. Dark Web. Let's, let's find this for, for, uh, for a moment. Dark Web. Movie. Hold on. Movie movie oh, dark web movie trailer dark web cicada 3301 movie hold on here we go oh i want to watch this we can watch it on hula now hulu now you can get it on youtube for 329 google play amazon where else can we watch it? Redbox, Vudu, Apple TV, and Hulu. Has a 3.3. A fairly decent action thriller with a bit of comedy thrown in. I like that they noted things in this movie that were relative to real life, such as an early art piece of Van Gogh. Mm. Dark Web, Cicada 3301. Overview. Okay, let's look at the overview. Oh, is that the overview? Oh, look, there's a there's a Wikipedia on it. Let me see. I'm gonna make sure you can see that. Or are we stuck on? Oh yeah, okay. Dark Web Cicada three three oh one is an action comedy thriller film directed by Alan Richson in his directorial debut who co-wrote the script with Joshua Montcalm 
inspired by an eponymous organization. Might have said that wrong. It serves Jack Casey, blah, 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 blah. Ron Funches is a comedian. He's in it. Interesting. Cassie portrays a hacker who participates in Cicada's recruitment game while evading the NSA. The film was released digitally by Langate Films on March 12, 2021. Not too long ago. Just a couple years. Arrested by the NSA for his involvement with the secretive organization Cicada 3301, cryptographer Connor testifies in front of the United States Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court about the events that transpired. Connor explains that 29 days earlier, he inadvertently found the organization's recruitment game, which requires participants to solve a series of puzzles in order to join. Strong-armed by the NSA to help him help them shut down Cicada, Connor takes part in the game alongside Gwen, a librarian seeking to be recruited, and his best friend, Avi. And then it goes on. I'm just going to give a quick overview of it. You, you want to see if we can find a trailer? Let's see if we can find a trailer. Now, I find this interesting because I don't know if a, if a movie can actually use the... And look, they've got the Cicada 3301. They've got a picture of a cicada, which is very much like the game. Dark Web, Cicada 3301. Okay, maybe because it's called Dark Web and then Cicada 3301, they get away with actually using the name Cicada 3301 in it. But I'm wondering, like, if they don't have the trademark, and obviously it's not about exactly the real game. I don't even think it's, it's not really even saying based on a true story. And let me see, does Wiki, and, and, and does Wiki, Wikipedia, I don't even think it's, it even says that it's even mentions that there is a real game called Cicada 3301. So I'm just wondering about like who gave the rights to that. And it, and because of the fact that it's dark web Cicada 3301, the game was never on the dark web to my knowledge. Then it's just so blatantly similar. I mean, basically the, the movie is about what the conspiracy about it is because a lot of people believe that the game actually was a recruitment for, for intelligence. I mean, that's a theory behind it. That is so interesting, though. Maybe I'll find out. I, I'll find out what what's really behind it. Like, how do they? How were they able to use that name legally, and or if somebody within Cicada three three zero one actually gave them permission to do it? I'm curious about that. Okay, hold on. Let's. Um, oh, like oh, I I took I took the share screen off of it. I was still looking at it. Um. Let's see if we can get a trailer and a clip. Oh, my God. Here's a trailer. Official trailer. Are you guys ready? Ready to see the trailer? I am. Time is 11-11. LOL. That's funny. <laughs> oh. 
Okay, wait here. Let's look. Let's see if I can get. Um, oh wait, did I? Um, let me see. I'm gonna make sure that I added the um, volume to that. Did it freeze? Did I freeze? No, you didn't throw my show off. I'm 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 getting towards the end, anyways. Mr. Black, how did you first get involved with Cicada 3301? Actually, I should back it up a few. People around here took about 20% for quality service, but no, you dropped 50 cents, equating to what, 0.593% on a bill that's $84.31. You some kind of walking calculator freak? Yeah, something like that. So I have perfect recall. Told a couple strangers on a dark night about some douchebag's credit card. Now, the cicada files. That's a click of the mouse I sincerely regret. They're elusive. Kind of like the IT department of the Illuminati. Can't make this shit up. Oh. At this point, you got involved with the NSA. Yeah, just about. Let's see how cute you are when I bash your face in! Jesus, Carver, take it down a notch! Just take it down a notch! I thought you said I was bad cop. No, I said you are a bad cop! We would like your help with something. You get your ass back to hunting Cicada and help us bring them down. You got in and you weren't gonna tell me? You have done well to come this far. Everyone who finished this game disappeared. You guys need to stop now. I'm not getting murdered by some crazy ass cult leader. Some of us have things to lose. Show yourself. Time for us to kick some secret insect booty. Do not try to outsmart us. You will lose. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. Such a dick. Wow! Unbelievable. Oh my god. Okay. And did you did you see where it said um, inspired by a true phenomenon? Okay, wait, that's still going. That looks good. I gotta see it. I got I gotta see that. Now, who wrote that script? Hold on, hold on. Uh, you, you know what? I wanna see it now. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Who wrote the script? I'm gonna find out. Cicada three three um dark web. Okay, wait, hold on. Stay with me. <laughs> Dark web. Um, oh, that looks good. Cicada three three oh one. IMBD. All right, let's find out who wrote it. Okay, hold on. Let's let's share it. Let's share it. Let's share this. Oh, bye. Hey, have a great time at work. 
thanks for being here for a while. It was nice to see you in the chat. And, and, and I'll see you on Facebook. Bye. Bye, Ann. Okay. Um, all right, hold on. Dark Web. Directors Alan Richson. Writers are Alan Richson and Joshua Montcalm. Okay, wait. Who's Alan Richson? Richson. I'm gonna look at him. Oh, he he stars in it, it looks like. Alan Richson has carved a space for himself on both the largest small screens since he made the trek from a small town in Florida to Los Angeles. Alan Michael Richson was born in Grand Folks, Forks, North Dakota, to Vicki Harrell, a high school teacher, and David Richson, a U.S. Air Force Chief Master Sergeant. He is of Czech, English, and German descent. Frequently relocating as the middle son of the military family, he's in the military. Alan learned to adapt and entertain. In order to build friendships in the new and unfamiliar environment, certainly this has been a key ingredient in the success so far in the industry. Alan's early credits include portraying Aquaman in the long-running series Smallville. This marked the first portrayal of the superhero in an official licensed live-action production. Huh. So he wrote the script. So it's not Sean Stone. That's not Michael Levine either. Based on a phenomenon. So I don't think these people... Oh, shoot. I clicked out of it. I don't... I don't think they're connected to the actual puzzle, though. But apparently they must be aware of it. Like, they must have known it existed. I mean, the, 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 how would they... How would they how would they be able to write something like this if they didn't know that it existed? Okay, it's it's pinwheeling on me right now. Okay, here we go. Let me see if we can get I'm clicking out too fast. I'm just curious about who Joshua Montcalm is. But it's gonna it's gonna act up right now. Okay, before I go, German and military. Yeah, that was interesting, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll have to come back and do another show about that. I'm going to keep doing stuff about Cicada 3301. It's not over. Not over on that topic. Um, all right, so I'm getting close to um, two hours. I'm trying to keep my shows like around two hours because I don't know about you, but when I see something going like three hours or longer than that, I don't want to, I don't really want to watch it. All right, so you can see right here if you would like to support um, my media here on the channel and my growth that I'm going through. Um, I do, I really do want to get, I, I have some editing to do on the podcasting and I, I work on a, um, a Chromebook right now. And I think I need something that has more. This only holds about 136 gigabytes. And I, I use SD cards, but I think with um, the editing that I'm doing for the radio, NPR style of um, radio, uh, 
podcasting, I guess you could call it podcasting. Um, I might need more space. And, um, and then also I have to get a, um, an SD card converter to fit this other SD card in here. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at refurbished Macs, an iMac Pro. There's one on Amazon that's like $379. So um, if you, if anybody wants to contribute, uh, my PayPal is hollywoodhemptress at gmail.com. It's scrolling along the bottom there. You can see my cash app um, and also Venmo. I don't do much on Patreon right now, so just kind of ignore that part. But the best way you can uh, is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let this scroll here for a moment. Uh, PayPal HollywoodHemptress at gmail.com. That's H-E-M-P-T-R-E-S-S gmail.com at Terry slash Joyce Cash App or uh, it's um, dollar sign Terry Joyce seventeen on Cash App. So, and then Venmo is Terry Joyce slash Terry blah, 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 blah. Person turquoise waving. See, glad that you found, I'm, I'm glad, glad I found that you, that for you then. Take care and I'll check in soon to see what you thought of it. Hello, I take care everyone. Okay, yeah, bye John. Thanks for, for stopping by. All right, um, I want to show... A one last video before I go, though, and this has to do with um, some in in it. You'll see some graphics um, of of Sarah. Mainly, you'll see gra graphics of Max talking about Sarah's association to Sean Stone. Um, but I think it's relevant right now. Just that little connection right there in the history of of us and i've got music playing with it but and i'm probably going to stop it and um bye b baker okay and um it's it's short though it's not very long okay here we go Highly emotional, baby. Don't take it personally. Highly emotional, baby. Highly emotional, baby. And this is the last thing that I'm going to play out for tonight. So, but I might stop it though, just to kind of let you, because it goes kind of fast. So here we go. I was so happy Max's phone dropped in the water. LOL. It destroyed his hundreds of porn pics and videos he had of both of us. LOL. Okay. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not gonna just go ahead and let this play out exactly. Um, because um, but you're seeing this, that's her actually admitting that she was sexting with him and this happened. All right, so as you see this, I want to go back to this over here. This is Max's mother talking about how Sarah was not in a relationship with Max before his death. So I still I still don't understand how the cell phone dropped in the water if they were not together. And here is this is my, this is a receipt. This is this is his own mother saying this. All right. 
Hi, Terry. I just wanted to uh, respond to some of the things you'd said on your uh, latest YouTube. The relationship with Max and Sarah was over before he went to Poland. And that was the end of it. He wanted to keep away from her, but was also very enmeshed with a mess that was going on in Poland. So I absolutely know that his relationship with Sarah was ended before he went. And I also know that, well, I don't know, but I don't believe he was sexting in the bath. It's uh, highly unlikely, and I believe it was something quite other. So, no, I do not believe for one second that um, there was any reconciliation going on with Sarah and Max. Just final thought is that, of course, Taj didn't know, did not know Max at all. And um, Sarah and Taj and their friendship began after Max was not with us anymore. Max would not have tolerated uh, what went on with Sarah and Taj. That much I know and that much Sarah knows. Okay, I'm going to stop that right there because um, that's pretty much the end of it. Now, uh, since this time, uh, Vanessa has said that Max did know Taj a little bit. Okay, so, but it not, she just clarified it later on after this um, recording. Um, now, I want to go back here again. Let's go back and then watch what Sarah says. And this is her writing. This is a, a, a text. And, and I, I know she said it in, in verbally as well, but she's saying this, the reason why the information on a cell phone was dropped was because, you know, they were sexting and they were been in pictures and she was happy about it and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So let's, let's, let's go back again. There it is. I was so happy Max's phone dropped in the water. LOL. It destroyed his hundreds of porn pics and videos he had of both of us. LOL. Okay. The cell phone's a big deal because the information on his laptop and the cell phone was missing. That's a big deal. I, I, I care about that. All right. I care about the fact that there are people in this media that, you know, Basically, for some people, might be that where the, where they're getting their spiritual knowledge from, and talk about a narrative of somebody that's died, and they say something that maybe never happened, and that's a problem for me. And I've asked it over and over again, and all I get is 
you're not a very good journalism and you're not a good decent person and you're not a funny comedian either. Well, that doesn't hold water for me and it shouldn't hold water for other people. Okay. All right. The last messages, the last messages hours before he died. Well, I don't think they were getting any evidence from that other than he wasn't planning to die. He was planning to bang his girlfriend before he died. But Sarah has made up so many stories now. Like, oh, you know, it was an OD, blah, 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 blah. He had a problem. They blame it on the booze, grab a gun if you want it. Make fake news on the news, wipe your tears, cry, baby, baby, baby. Oh, here we go. Here's Max. You're wrong. Sarah broke up with me because she wanted to be with Sean. She cheated on me. Sean. Sean Stone. Sean Stone. All right. So there you go. There's a Sean Stone connection here. Oh, here we go. Situation she was in right after that, I left Max and moved back to the USA because he had fallen back into addiction and it wasn't healthy to be around him at that time. I encouraged him to go to rehab and get help as I truly deeply loved him and wanted him to heal. He died a few months after I left him, which was extremely. So even then, even if she made up the addiction stuff and blah, 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 and how he needed to go to rehab, she's admitting right here that she was not with him. He died a few months later after I left him. So what? Did she go back and like sexed him in the bathtub before he died and then went to the press until the press that she was his fiance? So what's the truth here? There we go.
All right, bye you guys. I'm 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 actually that's my my last video I was gonna share. Just that last little that last little bit that I you know I, and I know like I I try to pack the show a little bit where you know like the you know like okay so what I learned in journalism is like when you write a story you know you got a good picture right the story a picture says a thousand words you know right there a great headline and then you you write in an, in an inverted pyramid so all the important stuff is up in the beginning and then as the article goes down it dwindles down into you know and this then this happened then this happened this this happened because most of the time people aren't going to read the whole article matter of fact they may only read the headline or the first little nugget like the, the nutshell of everything so i packed this show with all the you know boom 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 stuff and then i'm dwindling down into like the sarah part blah 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 right like and then this happened and then this happened and then here's something else that we can contemplate about but I think it's kind of interesting that 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 there was, you know, that Max had posted about Oliver Stone and Sean Stone. Maybe he was angry. Maybe, you know, he was upset that that was happening. Maybe that was part of the motivation of what he did. Who knows? Um, and take from whatever you want. A lot of you guys disagree. No, Michael Aquino is not Helena Blavsky. Um, you know, yeah, okay, fine. I, I, I can agree with that. I don't think everything that Max said was like spot on and he was like, he was always right about what he, what he thought or what he wrote about, but it was just interesting to view what his take was on that. And the fact that there was a Sean Stone thing that when he did his last video and he, his last interview and he couldn't breathe or it sounded like he was having trouble speaking, it sounded like he said buzzsaw. And I think that's kind of interesting. And then to see that there was something going on between Sarah and Sean Stone at the time of his death, which even proves more that they were not in a relationship at that time. So the whole you know, excuse that the cell phone dropped in the bathtub. And here's another thing that bothers me about that is Taj and Miss Sepsis went on Sean Atwood's show. And when they were talking about, you know, the true crime and what the, you know, the mystery about Ma around Max's death, they brought that up. Tash brought that up. They brought that up as evidence that something suspicious happened because, you know, it dropped in the, his, his cell phone dropped in the, in, in the bathtub. What if it never dropped in the bathtub? What if like, you know, Monica Duvall or whoever just took up and scratched that, you know, SD card up and sent it back and the whole like dropping in the bathtub is a, phony story a phony story by sarah who goes on channels dressed in white and says that she's channeling god source that's how disgusted i am by it but anyway i digress now um i'm gonna play me the same song out and and <laughs> say good night yeah, I know. I get I get I get so annoyed by it. You know, I, that that one little detail and I keep asking the detail over and over and over again. Oh, but when I ask the detail, God forbid you should see the the harassment I've gotten from this thing. But that's a whole nother video. And I've already talked about it and I will sound redundant. Oh, well, there's one thing I want to check before I go. Hold on. There's a tweet that might be. I don't know. It might be worth sharing tonight. Okay. Dark web. After seeing some modern day deep web 
against a drunk at a bar, Connor back a beaten down. Copyright at Cicada3301 LLC. Oh, okay. So it looks like it looks like I'm seeing where the copyright, like where 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 the people that owned the copyright of Cicada3301 actually gave permission for the movie to be made. Because this is copyright Cicada3301. There is a pot. It is possible that let's say you want to use something in a movie, right? Or if you want to use like a graphic or something like that in a film, um, it is possible to get permission from the people that own the LLC to give you permission to use their likeness or that that particular trademark or whatever. It is it is possible to make a deal that way. Um, you know, I've also just recently learned that in my journalism school because we have to learn about copyright law. So it is possible that the people that own the, the, the LLC may have given permission for a movie to use their likeness or the, um, the actual name. So there you go. All right. So we're going to say goodnight about, um, wait, you're saying something here. We're still talking about Sarah. We love to talk about Sarah, don't we? <laughs> uh, the whole new age game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in a sense, you can kind of see where um, Sean Stone and, and, and Sarah are on the same, same wavelength. Yeah. How long does it take to get a copyright? Actually, a copyright happens the minute you finish creating something and you and it becomes, you know, the minute it's done and it's visible, you you already own the copyright. That's the real truth about it. For example, like right now, I'm done with the show. When I get done with it, I, I'll own the copyright to the show simply because I've done it and I've created it. So, yeah. I mean, you, when you have an LLC and then you have a copyright to, you know, you have an LLC and you have the trademark of something, then you own the trademark and you own the LLC, which is the business. But then that's a whole nother thing. But in terms of like art or, you know, like even when you have a Facebook page and you upload your photos to Facebook, you own the copyright to those, to those photos. Technically, a person's not supposed to be using your Facebook photos, but it happens all the time. And then you can also do um, Creative Commons, where, you know, if, if there's a photo that you have, you can do get a Creative Commons license and you can allow people to use your um, image or whatever or your uh, your photo that you did or, your, or the art that you did um, underneath the Creative Commons. But they'll, there will be some restrictions. Um, to that as well, but you have to know what those restrictions are and make sure that you don't violate them. Because one of the things you're supposed to do, if you use somebody else's work, you're supposed to give credit to that work. Like when I'm playing this song right now, even though I'm paying for the for, to to use this music, um, it's good for me to say who the musician is and give credit to that musician. That's what you're really supposed to do. She doesn't look the same. Yeah. No because she's done she's had work 
I really liked her at first, but rewatching those videos with Max are wild. One of them, she hints of being of him being gone to his face like they were fighting. Um, I really liked her at first too. And at one point, um, Sarah and I were actually friends. So for whatever that's worth, we were actually friendly. But um, I had a problem with Sarah after I find out, found out from somebody else that they admitted that they were doing her readings for her. That that she said, yeah, she and she was saying that she was doing Sarah's high profile readings where she was making a lot of money and felt that Sarah wasn't paying her enough money for doing the actual psychic readings. And that didn't set well with me. And then she said some things about Vanessa, Max's mom that I didn't really care for. And that was like my, that was my turning point on Sarah. That's, that's, that's the truth. Okay. So, um, thank you, Bottega and Varati. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to get on out of here and, um, play a song my cat starting to this is the, he needs attention i promised him to i i we talked we had a conversation before the show and i said give me two hours and now i've gone past the two hour mark i appreciate you guys i enjoy um having you um in the chat all of you and um take care i don't know did i um before I do that, I always do this. I think I'm going, but I'm not quite going. Have a wonderful Sunday. thing this is save my soul by fashion f-a-s-i-o-n on epidemic sound see i gotta make sure i give the credit good night Say, 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 say
Fussing flies. 